Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, welcome to Dead and Roasted. What can I get you? Welcome back to Dead and Roasted. Sorry, I'm not taking any new orders at the moment. I'm on break. Actually, you're a customer, so why are you in the employee lounge? You uh, didn't see our Thunderbucket, did you? N no matter. Don't pay any mind to what I just said. Instead, I know a good way to scare you away from sneaking into the employee lounge for good. A nice little scary work story. You know, drives to work are always long. Leaving your comfortable home on a journey to an uncomfortable place, all the while contemplating your life decisions. However, according to this allegedly true story someone shared with me, this employee's drive to work became quite the nightmare. Enjoy this tale from the break room. The Longest Drive to Work From Bailey F. This story happened to me a few years ago, so the details may be a bit shaky, and I apologize for that. At the time, I was working at a bakery across town from me. The drive there, or from there to home, would usually take anywhere from 30 minutes to sometimes 40 or even 50, if traffic was really bad that day. Because of this, I always tried to get to work a little early, as I'd rather be there early than late. So I woke up very early to get started, well before I needed to, in case anything came up on those mornings. Usually, I would wake up around 4am, take a hot shower or cold shower depending on the temperature and how awake I was, then I would sit in the living room and silently eat to not wake up my family. For the most part, I enjoyed these mornings. I'd usually listen to true crime or supposedly true horror stories while I got ready. With how dark it always was when I would do this, it really fit the mood. That day, I remember taking an extra long time in the shower, as I was dreading going to work. A bit because I was sick, so the steam was really helping me out, and a bit from just sheer exhaustion from the day before. Winter season was always way too busy for the amount of employees we had. I remember hopping out when my you're gonna be late if you don't get moving timer went off. I scarfed down my breakfast, and I honestly can't remember what it even was. Then I packed my lunch and got into my car. At that point, my seriously get a move on timer and my you're going to be late timer went off. Still, I wasn't in the mood to care all too much about being late. I didn't like it, but they'd been working us to the bone so I thought it wouldn't be too big of a deal if I were a couple of minutes late. I found a YouTube video to listen to on my way to work, probably around 30 to 40 minutes long, which meant if the whole thing had played, it'd mean I was very late at that point. Pressing play, I started my car, let the windows defrost, which cut into my time even more. I was never good at judging how long windows take to defrost, and then I was off. 
Traffic was worse than I'd expected, but thinking back, I really should have considered how busy it'd be that close to Christmas. So much last-minute shopping and people leaving for trips all at once. I waited at a stop sign for the other cars to go, and I looked at my phone. I was about 10 minutes into my video, which meant I'd probably be about 10 to 15 minutes late to work. I sighed and tried to think happier thoughts. Then I continued on my way once I was good to keep driving. I was anxious and stressed by the time I was halfway through the drive. If my internal clock was right, which it usually was, my shift was about to begin. I remember becoming really stressed at this idea, and I had to do some breathing exercises at stoplights to try to calm myself down a bit. The whole situation at that point felt like a bad dream, and I was wishing I could have just been at work already, so I wouldn't be in trouble. I remember then I took the left, needed to get to work, and I was surprised I was the only car turning left then. I looked into my rearview mirror and saw that I was actually alone on this road. I decided I would start doing some speeding to try to get to work on time. A dumb idea, I know, I was already late by then. I started driving like an insane person on top of that. Not exactly my best moment, but I really didn't want to get in trouble at work. The road was empty besides me, and I was probably going at around 80 miles per hour, which, looking back on it, I seriously regret. I could have gotten myself or someone else hurt if the strange event that occurred didn't happen. I even ran two red lights, which, seriously, I cannot emphasize just how stupid I was being that day. Soon I was on the last stretch of road before I'd be able to turn into the parking lot. This stretch of road is pretty long, and usually extremely busy, but for some reason it was just as empty as the rest of the roads had been up to this point after I took the left. I pressed my foot down on the gas and began hauling even faster. The trees on the side of the road whipped by in a blur. I soon expected the next stoplight, but it never came. I basically froze up while driving, my foot still pressed on the gas not as hard and not as fast. The road just continued on. I remember wondering, had I missed my turn? I panicked for a moment, thinking in my road rage I'd missed where I was supposed to turn. I looked around, seeing I was still on an empty road. Then I pulled my phone up and opened maps, and nothing. Just a white void with my little blue dot floating in the middle. I wasn't sure what was going on, so I made an illegal U-turn and started heading back the way I came. I was thinking I must have driven further than I meant to, that I was out of range for my cell phone or something. But again, as I sped down the road, it never ended. No stoplights or signs anywhere, just an endless lane of trees and a few old houses here and there. I drove for a bit longer before pulling up my phone again. I checked maps, thinking I must have gotten closer to town by now. But still, just a white void with my lone blue dot floating there. No roads, no shops, none of my marked locations. Where was I? I went over to my text messages and decided to call my girlfriend. I tapped on her icon, then pressed call. I pressed speaker and waited to get a hold of her. My driving at this point had slowed way down. I was expecting a busy signal or to get her voicemail, but instead I was greeted with a the number you have called has been disconnected, message. This was really odd to me. 
She had just gotten a new phone, so I doubted she changed her number again so soon. I figured something was just weird, and I called again. But I was greeted with the same message. Frustrated, I pulled over to the side of the road, and I called again. But still nothing, just that pre-recorded message mocking me. It was then that I noticed the time on my phone. 7.30 a.m., right when my shift started. I remember being very confused by this, as I was almost sure it was 7.30 halfway through my drive when I had taken that left turn. I waited and stared at the clock on my phone in bewilderment. I then watched as a minute passed. It flickered 7.31 a.m. for only a moment before returning right to 7.30 a.m. I either spoke out loud or maybe was thinking, what the heck, when that happened. I just watched the clock again for an entire minute, not sure if my eyes were playing tricks on me. But sure enough, after a minute, my phone clock teased me again, saying 7.31 before immediately returning to 7.30. I tried to concentrate on something else, as that was hurting my brain, trying to understand what was happening. I stepped out of my car, dialing my dad's number instead, hoping maybe it was just my girlfriend's phone that I couldn't reach. I held my phone up high as it rang. Then I heard a click. Excited, I pulled my phone back down. Dad? I exclaimed. The number you have called has been disconnected. That same voice greeted me with that message. I'm not sure if I blacked out or was just frozen in shock for a bit. But when I came to, my phone was on the ground, and I was just standing next to my car, my eyes watering a bit. I reached down, pocketing my phone, and got back in my car. I remember taking a deep breath, before beginning my breathing exercise my therapist worked with me on. Then I started going down the road again. At this point, I figured I must have just been outside of town. Maybe I'd gotten road hypnosis and lost track of time. I also figured it was just my phone acting weird, that my girlfriend's and dad's numbers were fine. I continued down the road, at a much slower pace, trying to make out where I was exactly. I continued my breathing exercise. At this point, I was sure that if I was able to receive calls, my work was calling me confused as to where I was, probably trying to call my seemingly broken phone but I was much more concerned at this point as to where I was. All I was seeing was an endless road of trees and houses all built nearly identically, and still no stoplight or signs anywhere. Intermission This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing... June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more light-hearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. 
June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. End of intermission. I figured I would have run into something else at this point, especially with me heading back in the direction I came from. But no, I can still remember the seemingly never-ending expanse of trees with houses sprinkled throughout. At first, I was just tearing up from frustration, but at that point, I was crying out of fear and panic. I could not figure out where I was. I felt lost, like a child who lost their parents in a grocery store. My heart was racing as I looked around more and more frantically as I drove. I started to say, at least I think I was speaking, what I was seeing. I remember the order all too well to this day. Trees, red brick house, trees, boulder, greenhouse, trees, old dead tree, adobe house, trees, red brick house, trees, boulder, greenhouse, trees, old dead tree, adobe house, tree, red brick house. I remember that's when something clicked. Trees, boulder, greenhouse, tree. My voice was quivering at this point. Old tree, adobe, trees, red brick house. I began to cry loudly. It was all the same, a repeating pattern. I noticed the trees were all the same at this point too. The same small twisted patch of them outside every red house. The same cactus in front of the adobe house. It was all the same. I slammed on my brakes in the middle of the road, accidentally slamming my head on the steering wheel and honking the horn. I continued weeping, digging into my pocket for my phone. 7.30 a.m., I read as I unlocked it. Again, I tried to call someone, anyone. I clicked on each contact, crying as I did. Please pick up, please. I begged with each one. I would scream no every time I was greeted with that same mechanical, the number you have called has been disconnected. I screamed into the void, my throat going hoarse. I looked around myself. I realized I was still in the middle of the road. It felt wrong. Even though at this point I knew no other car was coming along, I pulled over to the side of the road again and just broke down. I called my girlfriend over and over again, begging her to pick up to answer the phone, 
to somehow reach me in all of this. I sent text after text, every one of them failing to send. I didn't know what to do. My breathing was staggered. I was practically just hyperventilating. I tried my best to do my breathing exercises, but so often deep breaths would be followed by more crying and screaming. I was scared, not sure what to do, and I couldn't think straight. I don't know how long I sat in my car for. I kind of just zoned out. I was in and out of fits of panic and sadness. I cried so much I no longer had tears. I racked my brain with countless ideas of what could be happening. Maybe I was in a nightmare. Maybe I hadn't actually awakened yet. Maybe I was just that lost and everything was a coincidence. I still had no clue what to do. Should I get out and look around? Should I just wait to wake up from this dream? Should I keep driving? After a moment of trying to think as clearly as I could, I decided to get out of my car and investigate further. I stepped out and looked down the road, nervously walking into the middle of the road and looking down either direction. I pushed myself onto my tiptoes to see further. From what I could tell, there wasn't anyone near me. No one coming, no one going past my car. I walked back to my car and carefully got onto the top of it, making sure not to accidentally shatter or crack the glass. Again, I pushed myself up onto my tiptoes and gazed down the empty street. In either direction, there was nothing. Just more roads, more houses. Then a thought struck my mind. I raised up my hand, and sure enough I could make out my fingertips extending into the air in front of me, and then behind me as well. I hopped down, turning off my car, pulling the parking brake, and making sure I had my phone, wallet, and keys. I locked the car and jogged forward. It took a while to run the distance I'd been seeing over and over again. Once more, I named off the landmarks as I went. Trees, boulder, greenhouse, more trees, dead tree, adobe house, even more trees, red brick house. Then I saw it. My car, I said. I began to approach the same vehicle I had just gotten out of a bit ago. I walked over, jamming my key into the lock and turned it. It made the unlocking sound, and I was able to open it. I remember cursing under my breath and sitting down in the dirt right where my car door was, just taking in the entire situation. I had driven for a long time, getting nowhere. I was completely alone, and the world around me seemed to be repeating itself. I left my car and walked in one direction away from it, and yet still ended up back at it. I felt myself losing concentration on the whole world again. I felt like zoning out, like going to sleep and waking up to the normal world again. I hopped back into my car, started her up, and I peeled out of the dirt and began to speed down the road. This time, I hit close to 100 miles per hour. The world around me blurred into nothing but shapes. I kept my foot pressed down on the pedal for what felt like hours, never running out of gas, never once seeing another car. The world just a blur of green, black, and brown as the road, the dirt, and the trees zoomed past and under me. Eventually, I did slow down again. I think I was screaming during the whole thing. 
I remember desperately drinking my water I'd brought to take to work to help wet my throat again. I parked my car and slammed the door shut behind me. I looked up at the cloudy gray sky and screamed until I lost my voice. What few tears I had left dropped down my face as I refused to accept this fate. There I knelt in the middle of the road, just staring into the cloudy abyss above me. Maybe for only a minute or maybe even more hours passed, I don't know. I couldn't tell time anymore. Every time I checked, it was just always 7.30. Eventually, I got up and walked back to my car. I kicked a tire and silently screamed, little more than raspy air escaping at that point. No amount of breathing exercises would help. I now just existed in a constant state of panic, not sure where to go, where I even could go, or what to try next. I sat back in my car, slamming the door again and just looking out the window, probably with a glazed-over look in my eyes. I flicked the turn signal on and off, just something to keep my hands busy as my mind raced. It took a while, but I came to an idea. Not something to do to get out of this, but just to pass the time. I decided to walk to one of the houses. I got out of the car again, trampling through the brush towards the red brick house, pushing bushes and small trees out of my way as I went. This house looked old, not necessarily run down, but on its way, definitely abandoned. The curtains were drawn, so I wasn't able to peek inside at all. I pressed the doorbell, but I don't think it worked. Then I tried knocking, hoping someone would hear my mostly lost voice as I spoke as loudly as I could. Hello, is anyone home? Though it was barely even a sentence by the time it actually came out, I tried the doorknob, but it was locked. Then I knocked a few more times before having another look around. There was a car parked in the backyard, overgrown with cobwebs and plants. It looked as if it hadn't run in decades. No license plate or anything. I had decided to try the door handle, and surprisingly, it popped open. It smelled rancid in there, though, so I closed it back up and covered my nose. I peeked inside the car, but it just looked old and run down. Nothing out of the ordinary. Probably rats inside, I thought. I knocked on the back door of the house and tried to open it, but alas, it was locked, too. I wandered back to my car, feeling a bit defeated, and decided to try another of the buildings. I drove down to the greenhouse. Its glass windows were shattered. This one was completely overrun by wildness, reclaimed by nature. Again, though, nothing looked of interest. Plus, I didn't want to risk falling into the glass lying about the building. Lastly, I went to the adobe house. I tried the door, and it opened but it was burnt to a crisp on the inside. Oddly enough, it still felt warm though, like the embers that burnt it were still hot. The floor crunched as I walked around in the ash. I was relieved when I didn't find any burnt bodies in the bedrooms. I spent some time in there, just taking in the sights. It had a haunting sort of beauty to it. By the time I got back to the car, it felt as if an entire day had passed. I decided to try to call everyone again, but still nothing. The sun still glowed from beyond the clouds in the same spot. The road was still empty, and I was still all alone. I walked the road again, 
always returning to my car in the middle of the road. I was curious as to how it worked exactly, but ultimately I just felt crazy trying to understand it, and I was exhausted. I didn't want to sleep here, not intentionally. That felt like giving up, like accepting what had happened to me. So I just drove for a bit to clear my head. I turned and drove back to the original direction I went, slowly, calmly, just to still drive to have something to do. I drove for a while, trying to load up YouTube videos or music, and none of them would play. So I sang to myself as I drove, in my raspy and torn voice. I tried to enjoy myself, but I still found myself crying throughout. I wanted my family and friends back, to hold my girlfriend, to go to work and have a normal day, be back to my normal, boring life. But as I drove, I eventually caught a glimpse of something in the distance. Something caught my eye, a traffic light. I raced towards it, reinvigorated with hope, slamming my foot down hard, but no matter how many instances of the houses and trees I passed, it seemed to stay the same distance away. I wanted to give up at that point. The road had won, it had broken me. I began to laugh like a crazy person. I didn't know what to do. No reaction felt right other than to laugh. It was funny at the time. Somehow that traumatic and horrific moment was funny when I thought about it. Looking back now, it really wasn't. But in the moment, I couldn't think of anything more hilarious. I stopped pressing on at some point. I think I was still laughing then. Eventually, I had one last-ditch effort come to mind. I put the car in reverse and drove backwards along the road. I went past the landmarks in reverse order. Then I looked up. I almost couldn't breathe. There was the stoplight. And suddenly, another car honked at me. I looked behind and I was simply reversing at a green light. I slammed onto the brakes and put the car into drive. Somehow... The road continued as it normally should have, and I was able to pass those landmarks. My heart thudded as I passed the last one, then a wave of relief washed over me as I spied my bakery up ahead. The road had finally continued on, like normal. I pulled into the parking lot in the back and sighed in relief, crying tears of joy. I grabbed my phone and looked at it. The video hadn't finished playing yet and the time read 7.20 a.m. now. Despite everything, I was there early. I decided to just go to work that day, wanting everything to feel normal. I told my coworkers that some family drama was the reason I'd been crying, and I'd actually gotten to go home early that day because we were overstaffed, despite it being our busy season. I didn't tell anyone about it, my family doesn't really believe in those sorts of things, and my friends aren't much more of believers. But I thought this would be a good place to share it with more open-minded folks, with people who may have had similar supernatural experiences. Nothing like this has ever happened to me since, thankfully. If you ask me, I think I was caught in some weird time loop or glitch in the Matrix or something. I didn't believe in those at all before thinking that people who posted and told such stories were just making them up. But after this happened to me, let's just say I believe differently now. However, I've also found it a lot harder to drive anymore. 
I didn't tell my therapist what really happened in fear of her thinking I was crazy or something. But I told her instead that I'd gotten lost and ended up in a bad accident. I've since been diagnosed with PTSD from the quote-unquote accident. Whatever the case may be, I'm just glad I got out of whatever that was. Ever since, things have been mostly nicer in my life. Even if I did leave that job and have to move, it's been pretty good these past years to have gotten to live, as during that event, I truly feared for the fate of my soul. Tales from the Break Room is a viewer-submitted podcast featuring allegedly true scary stories that happened on the way to, on the way from, or at work. If you want your story to be narrated on the show, send it to us at eeriecast.com submit. As of April 14th, we're paying three cents per word for stories that are approved and make it onto the show. Submission does not guarantee approval or payment. For a limited time only, PayPal only. Tales from the Break Room is an EerieCast Network original podcast hosted by Darkness Prevails. You can follow him on Twitter at Dark Prevails, and you can hear thousands more stories read by him on our other show, Unexplained Encounters. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow and rate Tales from the Break Room on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also enjoy plenty more horror-themed podcasts at EerieCast.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.